Why would I betray you? We all have our secrets. We just didn't get to yours yet. The world is arming faster than we can respond. Where's 007? I need a favor, brother. You're the only one I trust for this. The world's moved on, Commander Bond. You were double O. Two years. So stay in your lane. You get in my way. I will put a bullet in your knee. I thought you two would get along. Name? Bond. James Bond. So you're not dead? Hello, Q. I've missed you. It's the most valuable asset this country has. If you feel yourself losing control, I'm not going to lose... ...control. Gave up everything for her. When her secret finds its way out, it'll be the death of you. What is it? You don't know what this is. James Bond. Licensed to kill. History of violence. Could be speaking to my own reflection. Only your skills die with your body. Mine will survive long after I'm gone. History isn't kind to men who play God. I'm Cameron. And we're just two cousins who love watching movies. So we decided to make a podcast. Welcome to the What the Flick podcast. Welcome to episode five, where we are going to be reviewing the latest Bond flick, No Time to Die. Simply no time. There's simply no time to die. Death? Convenient. At a a time like this? could die at a time like this there's no time preposterous (laughs) why would you even suggest it um (laughs) it is probably the most interesting title of the bond i don't know quantum of solace you're just kind of like what does that even mean yeah yeah quantum of solace it's uh it's a confusing title that's for sure i don't think it means anything but it's still it still is like a title title you know what i'm saying like it's not i the no time to die thing is it goes from like a thing to like a like a phrase almost you know like skyfall specter casino royale it's like things and then it's like no time to die it's just kind of it is kind of a strange departure that's a tagline yeah Right. So I Which did think that was kind of interesting. Like, and I don't think this is a spoiler, but I definitely did. Well, I did a half Leonardo DiCaprio meme 
in theaters when I saw this because there is a character that says, you know what time it is? And she says, time to die. And I'm like, yeah. ooh, so close. You missed one like, of the words. <laughs> no, no we time to die. We were almost there. We were almost on, there and you missed it. Obviously, I don't think we want to spoil it. No, I don't And I think, think so. we can talk about it without spoiling it. Um, yeah, I think, I think we can. Because I think... Definitely. This would be the easiest one to spoil of the Bond movies. Oh, yeah. Um, but where does it fit? Okay, so let's score it first. Mm. I'll let you go first. You haven't really yeah. thought about this. This is going to be me thinking on the fly. Yeah, I'm, I'm just triple checking. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought it was. I came in at a very high, uh, grandiose 92 Ooh. out of 100. Yeah, that is very high. I think no, I'd put I it at like an. I think ahead. I'd put it at like an 88. Okay. Yeah. Also high. I don't know. Maybe 90. I'll it's, give it a 90. High. A 90. Ooh, nine out of ten. Nice. It was just That's long. Good. It was very long. That would be. Yeah. One of that would be one of my takeaways was like, okay, we could have. We could have taken some stuff out of the middle there. Yeah, I think so. I think there was definitely time to cut a little bit out. Um, I had the opposite critique of another movie I saw recently, which was Venom. Um, oh, you did see Venom. I've not seen. I, I didn't did, see the first one. I, I still haven't it. seen the first one. It's uh, they're they're not good per se. They are entertaining. Um, but this one, the this Venom Let There Be Carnage was too short. Oh, it's Very, too short. Way too short. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they definitely missed out on like being able to elaborate on some of the characters a little bit more. So everything just felt like super weirdly rushed. Uh, but with this one, yeah, I mean, I don't think it had like a pacing issue or anything. Like it felt like paced fairly well, but it was just like a little bit long. There might have been a few things that they could have cut out. Um, I don't know if I've scored Skyfall in my database. I was that was going to be my next question after. Uh, scoring it was where do you rank it? I have Casino Royale at a 95 out of 100. Um, oh, wow. And I, th- and I think my favorite of the Craig Bond movies. Is Casino Royale? Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say, like, Skyfall for me, just nothing top Skyfall. Yeah, see, I when for a long time, like, when after Skyfall, like, came out, um, I felt that way. I was like, this is definitely, like, my favorite that I've seen. And then I went back and watched Casino Royale because uh, I actually I hadn't seen it in a long time. And I think I'd only seen it one time. And I've gone back and watched it multiple times since then. And every time I wa- I've watched it, I liked it more. And I think I think it has passed very, very slightly Skyfall for me. I think I, I think I like Skyfall more by like a little bit. But I still I think Casino Royale is better. I have only seen Casino Royale once, Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace. And I had every intention of doing a marathon before No Time to Die um, Mm -hmm. came out. But as it turns out, I had no time to marathon. Um, (laughs) So which is the most insane thing ever because this thing was delayed like a year and a half. So really, that's not... It sneaks no up excuse on you. of not you know. having enough time. I think I just kept when it got delayed. I was like, oh, I'll watch. I'll do that closer to when it's coming out. Right. And right. then I didn't. Um, I did watch Spectre before, mostly because I think I'd only seen Spectre all the way through once because I didn't really love Spectre. Mm-mm. 
No, um, I didn't either. The opening sequence of Spectre is amazing. Oh, I love. But truthfully, I remember, the only thing I really remembered about it. <laughs> yeah, I remembered like watching it in theaters and like that opening so- scene went by and I was like, oh my gosh, like this we are amazing. in for such a ride. And yeah. then I remember leaving it being like, hmm, okay. And it's I didn't, like, it's a I darn shame because like Christoph Waltz is like so good. Right. Like it's, I think, yeah, I think it, it ended up almost in disappointment territory for me simply because of how good Skyfall was. Yeah. And and kind of having Christoph Waltz in there and kind of how it like started off, it was like, oh, like this this might be better than Skyfall. And then by the end, I was like, eh. it's like and almost like, if like it had it. preceded Skyfall, we pro- it probably would have been more accepted. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think so, too. Um, Quantum of Solace is bad, actually. Um, not, not great. Good. No, not great. But Casino Royale, I would recommend that you go back and watch Casino Royale. I think I think you you might have a different or uh more fond view of it now than I don't than remember you might not liking it. it I think I just was like I grew up in the Pierce Brosnan era of Bond mm-hmm. like with you know Goldeneye for N64 and yeah. not that I like watched those Bond movies when they came out I was too young but to me like Pierce Brosnan was always Bond mm-hmm. and so having Daniel Craig like I was like Bond is not blonde. Like, what is this? Like, I think I was very like against Daniel Craig as Bond in the beginning. Yeah. So I think I kind of held that against him in Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace. But I freaking love Skyfall so much that I was like, you know what? He's not bad. Yeah, um, I, th- I think he won everyone over at, yeah. in Skyfall, really. And uh, So I need to go back and watch it. But I would say I would venture to say that most people's favorite Daniel Craig Bond movie will be one of those three Casino Royale Skyfall or No Time to Die I think so too yeah and scoring wise for me just I don't know if I have Spectre scored in there Skyfall would probably come in either if I and you know this is kind of I don't really like to do it that way because I like to watch the movie and then score right, it. Yeah. But I, and it's been I've but I've seen Skyfall like probably like eight times maybe more <laughs> I've seen it mm. so many times wow. so I can pretty accurately like score in my head that it would probably be like a 94. So yeah. I think so right up I there with the, Casino Royale. Yeah. And um, I was pleasantly surprised and excited that the Craig Bond movies uh, continued the trend of good one, bad one, good one, bad one, <laughs> yeah. good one. Right. He, ended up, he came out on top. Three out of five is not bad. Yeah. Three out of five is great. Yeah. Take and I really think like Spectre is not, I think in high, like probably if you watch it like amongst the like, in because there's a lot of stuff in Spectre. I'm really glad I watched it because it is actually very connected to No Time oh, yeah. to Die. Like very connected. She yeah. tells specific stories that end up being shown in No Time to Die. Like yeah. to the detail. Like I was like, what? That's crazy. Um, so I think probably it's one of those that like paired with No Time to Die, it actually makes it better. Um, because then you get the continuation of the, of the Blofeld, you know, storyline and all that stuff. So I think probably in retrospect, it will be better, um, you know, than it was on its own, but I'm also just like, not a big Leia Sadu fan. I know that's probably an unpopular opinion. Is that how you say her name? And I'll, and I'll be leveling a guess. Um, (laughs) 
It'll just be an educated Le- guess. Leia Sedu. Sedu would be my guess. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I think you're I think you're right. Um yeah, she's not I'm a not bad huge... actress. I just struggle no. with her for some reason. Yeah, I don't there's I don't even know how to describe it really, but yeah, I don't I don't love her. Um nothing she's against her. Like, like I think she's a fine up. actress. Yeah, there's like I don't look at her and go like, yeah, it was a terrible performance. It's not that. I just think she's very um like vanilla in a bad way. Like there's nothing about her that really like stands out, you know? I don't think at least from what I've seen her in, like I don't think she's very likable. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know that. what I'm saying? Like even yeah. even if like I mean you should in this one like probably have like sympathy and a feeling like I just don't think I don't think she elicits like a very strong emotion from the viewer, like at least for me personally, like either way, like it's just yeah. kind of like, oh, like, OK, you know. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think like for Spectre, it kind of worked because you were like, I don't know that you were necessarily supposed to like her where it's kind of like. Right. It's the Rebecca Ferguson. Like, is she good? Is she bad? Like, where does exactly. she kind of land? So I kind of understand that. But for this movie, I agree. Like that emotional heavyweight. Although I will say, like, I got emotional at certain parts. But overall, yeah. well, it, but it wasn't because of her. <laughs> right, exactly. Like it was more like the circumstances and, and, you know, different context of like the things that were going on. But it wasn't like, oh, like her performance, like knocked me on, out of my seat. You know what I'm saying? Like it was yeah. like, it just kinda, it's a, a very important. Yeah, it's a very important role. And I don't feel like. I feel like they could have cast somebody else and it would have been better. Yeah, I think so too. Not that it, yeah, not so that too. it was bad, but it's like mm. eh, I would have picked somebody else. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Um, <laughs> but I we got to talk about Anna Diarmas because everybody, all the early reviews that came out were like she's her and Lashana Lynch, who I loved both of them. Um, yeah. But um, Anna Diarmas, like she has much less screen time, obviously, than Lashana Lynch, and. Yeah. I was kind of shocked, like, every scene, the scene that's in the trailer that shows Ana de Armas is the only scene that she's in. So, I said the same thing last night to Skylar, because I, I saw it with her, and I was like, oh, it's like, Ana de Armas's character was awesome. I was like, I was expecting way more of her. Yeah. They really like, showcased her in the more. trailer. <laughs> and that's exactly what I told her. I said, hey, I was like, when they first started coming out with like the stills and like the behind the scenes and mm-hmm. like the trailer and everything, I was like, I felt like she was in like most of the stuff. Yeah. I was like, and it turned out that like all the stuff they showed happened in like a 10 minute span. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I wonder if they were kind of riding like the knives out. I think train. So. Well, I mean, and obviously it's Daniel Craig and on the DRMs. They're back together. Knives out. Blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I. A lot of the feedback that I was reading was like, oh, we wanted more of her character. And they did kind of set it up to where, I mean, she could come back in another Bond movie. Yeah, um, she's a, She's a, an agent, but she's early on in her training. Very naive, but capable. Clearly capable, yeah. yeah. And yeah, no, I I think they left the door open there. Um to potentially use her in in the future and she was awesome in this like i thought like, like you said she looked looked amazing yeah. she like provided some really good like comic relief too yeah 
like she was it was funny like her interactions with bond uh were really good and she had some awesome action scenes and then it was like Dude, she crushed oh. it yeah yeah she did she did yeah. crush it and then i was like oh well she's gone and i was like ah i was like is she really not coming we got like to like the like i guess like third act and like yeah. the final uh yeah. place yeah and i was like and i was still like holding out hope that like she'd yeah. pop back up like, and i was like well there's no way she's gonna show up here like, it just nah, wouldn't make any sense no, yeah she's not that would be weird <laughs> it would just be weird if they brought her back now i mean i'd love it but that would be weird yeah, um yeah. it would be a i think like you talked a little bit about the well let's talk about lashana lynch for a second and then i want to talk about mm-hmm. the comedic relief lashana lynch plays i don't think this is a spoiler because i feel like they say it in the trailer um yeah, they do. she's the new 007 Yes, she's 007. And I was pleasantly surprised. I loved her character introduction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're really supposed good. to believe her as this like Jamaican club goer, you know? Yeah, yeah um, exactly. And she totally pulls it off and slips in and out of that accent like it's nothing. That was incredible. The accent thing was, so was awesome. So good. Um, and so she was like, which I know there's a lot of talk around that's just stuff that's come out in the last week or so, but they were talking about like, should the next bond be a woman? And Daniel Craig's thing was like, let James Bond be James Bond. But, but we need a, we need a female version of that. Like, yeah. Why don't we create an awesome character that is a woman instead of, and his words got taken way out of context. Oh yeah. 100%. Uh, uh, Yeah. (laughs) Who could have seen that coming? Um, But once I like read what he actually said, I was like, yeah, like he's right. Like why should we like have to like, piggyback and be like right oh she's james bond it's like well why don't we just create a character like we can create a character that's like a female james yeah, bond basically, like, we don't he's have saying to, it's like demeaning to women to like ride the coattails like, oh, of you james get to bond. fill yeah. in yeah as james bond as, as jane bond <laughs> jane bond it's like no like we can <laughs> although like, yes james could be a, a gender yeah, neutral can, name i know there's could, a couple women named james jamie jamie bond jamie um, bond so two big things in this movie behind the scenes. Well, three, I guess, if you count the director, I'm not super familiar with the director's work, but um, one of the writers on the movie, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Who, oh, you, did you know not that. know that? No, dude. Amazing. Fleabag is so good. It was her <sighs> one woman show. Did you ever watch Fleabag? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's very hard to watch and I can't recommend it, but it, 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 is, it awesome. is hard to watch, but it is hilarious. It's so it, funny. And it was so funny. Uh, a one woman show that she did. It's the best story ever because her friends dared her to make a one woman show using only one word. And she agreed. And the word they gave her was Fleabag. <laughs> And she was like, are you freaking kidding me? So she did this whole one woman show and it got picked up and um, as a TV series and it had two seasons, which fun fact, Hot Priest from season two of Fleabag is Inspector. And he yes, also played right. uh, Moriarty in the BBC mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes. But sure did. Phenomenal actor. Um, mm, but Phoebe good. Waller-Bridge, I love her and she was one of the people that helped write the screenplay for this movie. And I really felt like you could feel it because I do feel like there were more comedic, like moments of levity. um, Yes. In this than maybe some of the other bond movies, but it didn't feel out of place. Like, I think she's a phenomenal writer and 
I could a kind of sense. Writer. Yeah, I could kind of sense that the one line I don't I'm not going to I'm not going to give context because it'll spoil it. But she, he was like, he's like, Q, I showed somebody your watch and it really blew their mind. <laughs> it really blew their mind. <laughs> like, I was that like, was such ah, a good line. That's so great. But I could totally tell that that was Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Um, yeah. Oh, so yeah. good. N- knowing that now, I'm like, it makes complete sense. But that was definitely one of the things that that I thought was most interesting about this one was like the comedic like beats to it. And uh, because like like if you go back and watch Casino Royale, like it is fantastic. It is so serious. Oh, they all are. Skyfall's that way Skyfall, too. Skyfall, so serious. And yeah. so it's like, and that's fine. Like that definitely has like its place. But like to be able to blend in like some comedy and some levity in with this story, like specifically like this story is very impressive. Um, yeah. And also like I think adds a lot to it. Like I think it makes the experience a lot better. I agree because I think it makes the emotional moments even more emotional because you feel. And I think too, like because the other ones tonally were so serious, it would be really hard to put comedic moments in and make right. it feel natural exactly. and not like a Marvel movie, you know, where it's like, <laughs> where it's, you know, a lot of it is the comedy, but I thought that she did an incredible job and like, what a huge undertaking to write a, the last Daniel Craig bond movie. Like that's yeah. nuts. That is crazy. Um, and then the other thing that was huge was that Hans Zimmer scored it. He has not scored a Bond movie, awesome. correct? Is this the first Bond movie he's scored? Yeah, so no, this is his first Bond movie that he scored. Which was incredible. The score was awesome. I it mean, was really good. Hans Zimmer can do no wrong. It just gives me gets me super amped for Dune. Like, even more. <sighs> oh. Not that, like, I'm not excited about Dune. I am. Um, yeah. But... Hans Zimmer is just the man and the way he like wove the theme into the score. Like so good, especially in those like poignant moments. Like there's some really like emotional moments and he really did a phenomenal job. Not that either of us is surprised because Hans Zimmer is the man. Yeah. He's Hans Zimmer for a reason, right? Like, yes, there's a reason you recognize that name, but yeah, the stuff he did with the theme was awesome. So cool. Like sneaking it in there. Like you said, weaving it into like different parts. Um, Um, What? um, Do you want to hear about Kerry Fukunaga? Yes. Well, I was going to ask you to say his name because a, I didn't know how to say it and B what else has he directed? Okay. So he uh, was a producer on beasts of no nation. Um, He was a, Wrote the screenplay for it. Um, okay, okay, okay. He, he was also the director for Beasts of No Nations. He directed, um, I, at least a handful of episodes. I don't know exactly how many for True Detective. Um, he's got a movie called Sin Nombre that uh, seems to be pretty popular. But he's been like a producer writer. Um, on a bunch of stuff. Let's see what else. Is there anything else in here? But anyway, so, but like most notably is probably it true detective. He did maniac. Um, that was on Netflix with Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. I loved that show. Mm hmm. Yeah. Good show. He did that. He was like the director, producer, writer for that. He did beasts of no nation, (laughs) um, which is probably his most prominent one. Um, but yeah. So, so fun fact about maniac. I, Somebody, I guess, was on my Netflix account and watched the whole series and I didn't realize it. So when I hit play, it played the last episode 
of the season. And so that I was, and I thought it was the first episode. And I was like, well, that's weird. You're like, what a strange way to enter Because it ends with them like, driving away. And I was like, I thought the whole thing was them in the institution. I was like, I'm very confused. And then I hit menu <laughs> and backed out. And I was like, oh, that was the last episode. And like, now so I know, I know what ends. happens. So <laughs> it was kind of, um, I kind of watched that out of order. But I did love it. And I thought yeah. he did a great job with that. But I, I kind of like this whole... Um, directors who have not done like huge things um yeah. getting to take on massive franchise films and it's awesome i love it yeah i thought do you know what was interesting as i was watching it tonight i thought some of the cinematography uh reminded me of mission impossible fallout mm-hmm. yep. and like just really specific things so like it was kind of towards the beginning of the movie but he's driving a car into the airport to get on a cargo plane. And it's like almost the exact same shot as it is in fallout. And I was like, um, I, so I just thought that was interesting. Cause I think everybody, the big talk around mission impossible fallout was that this is the defining action movie for, I mean, cause it's amazing. Like what they're able to do in that movie is insane. And mm-hmm. I could kind of tell that this movie was made in the shadow of Mission Impossible Fallout because you could just see the way they filmed it mm-hmm. was like very important to, oh, they're doing that. They're actually doing that. Um, right. Or like even the way they filmed like Ana de Armas's fight scene, uh, like they're not trying to hide it. That's her. No. You know, and they're actually and like you said, like with Fallout and like with you see it with like John Wick, with like movies that are really putting like a heavier emphasis on like choreo, like fight choreography and like cinematography and like the way that you shoot action scenes like they almost use like the action scene and like the fighting and stuff like that to like frame really cool shots as well. Oh, yeah. Like 100%. there was the one when when Ana de Armas is like out of bullets and she's like disarming, but basically trying to like disarm those other guys. And she like goes to like the ground and we get like an overhead shot of her like yes. spinning and like kicking and everything like that. And it was just like the way the shot was framed and everything like that was like just super cool to me. And like you said, like they're not hiding anything like they're like, yeah. they're not only like showing you like the fight choreography is like legit, like it's real, but they're also like utilizing the fights to like put together cool shots and cool views and, and stuff like that, which I think is really interesting. And I like yeah, it a lot. Absolutely. Like, I feel like the, the born movies came in and really like changed the, um, cinematography for like fight choreography, but it was like, not, I mean, it was new for the time and it was kind of yeah. like, Oh, like the, the style of like the born identity was like such a thing in the early two thousands and shaky cam. Yeah. Like the over the shoulder shaky cam, like whatever. And it's almost like you can't tell what's going on. Cause you're right. like, it feels like you're in the action and like yeah. you go back and watch those movies and you're like, I don't like this because I can't actually tell. And then yeah. you watch a movie like mission impossible fallout or, you know, no time to die. And it's like, you're right. Like they're getting creative with the camera movement because they're not trying to hide stuff. Yeah. Like you see them doing these like cool, like tracking shots, wide angles and like 
all this stuff that like makes the scene and like the cinematography like incredible. Like it's like, yeah. wow. Like, like I, I always think about the, um, like the motorcycle and chase scene and yes. mission impossible fallout. Yes. And it's like the way that they like shot that and also like used it to like frame the city at the same yeah. time and like just pull off these like really cool, like backdrops and whatever. And it's like, I don't know, like that, like you said, like it, the born shaky cam stuff was like, it's interesting and I think it does like serve the purpose of like making you feel like you're like in the action. Yeah. But I think like I would much rather watch something that is like in the style of like Mission Impossible Fallout and how they're kind of like almost revolutionizing like the way that you like film stunts and film yeah. like, it, like action scenes. It feels good that we've graduated beyond the Born yeah. era. It served its purpose and obviously like when Born Identity yeah. came out everybody was like this movie is amazing and it is. It's a really good movie. Um yeah. but I'm glad that we've moved past that and I think like there's so many action scenes in this movie. There are so there's many like chase scenes and they really they really cram packed this full of action scenes for Daniel Craig's last bond and I just felt like the first 30 minutes of the movie was like mostly action sequences <laughs> like yeah like you couldn't like take a breath like to st- like to kick it off it was like literally like the most breath you get was during the bond song and like the the like intro you know what I'm saying yeah. like how it, like it always like cuts and it's like the Bond yeah. song and and all that stuff like that was like where you catch your breath and it's like right back into it almost like it yeah it was a ripping pace to start off with the yeah. action scenes Which is and awesome. stuff. I think that's what made it feel long too because it was chugging right mm-hmm. along and then it kind of like poof, like you like hit kind of like a wall where you're yeah. like okay where is the story going like I found myself like looking down at my watch and being like oh my gosh there's still like an hour and a half left in this movie right what could they possibly do? Yeah. So I feel like it I, took so, a long but, it, time to arrive. Yeah. And it wasn't bad, but it was just like, no. I just remembered, I remembered looking at my watch and thinking that like, Oh, it's only been an hour. Like it feels like so much has happened because they really did like front load the movie, I think yeah. um, with action sequences. And so it feels like a lot longer than it than it really is but and none of it's like like i said none of it's like bad i just think i think they struggled a little bit with pacing yeah i think they're pacing off but there weren't scenes that that. i would have cut no i don't i don't think there was necessarily anything that like dragged or it's like we didn't need that scene it was just i think like you said i think them front loading it with like that much action like quickened the pace and then once they needed like exposition and kind of like laying out the story yeah. more and more of like what exactly is going on and you know all the, the stuff that you know we see that i won't spoil right now and almost yes. um <laughs> it kind of it feels it feels slower than it actually is because of the fast pace at the beginning of the movie yeah. i think and so like i well, think i think if they like cut it a little bit more like it might have might have gotten a little more seamlessly but still like you said it was all good well it's like they didn't like I'm trying to think back and I'm like, well, they couldn't cut that because then this happened and you had to have that. Like, yeah. but even like the Ana de Armas scene happens in the first like 45 minutes of the movie and you, it feels very pivotal. Yeah. That scene and that like whatever. And then you're like, oh, it was really just to get us to hear where the real story starts. Yeah. It's like and all it's of that like, was getting oh. us to like the main thing. Yeah. But you couldn't skip it because it does lead you to that point. Um, Mm -hmm. How? Okay. So 
We talked about the Bond song. Where do you feel like the Billie Eilish song falls in the... Because see, this to me, I know this sounds dumb, but the song matters so much to me for how much I like the movie. And I think that's why I like Skyfall so much because yeah. Adele... Skyfall with Adele it just will never be topped. It's impossible. It's, the entire like opening role there and everything like for Sky... like I, I can like hear it and see it right now. Yes. Like, I remember it so well because it's like... It's just the best. Um... I don't, it was pretty good. Like I actually, I liked like the, I liked like the visuals. Yeah. For it a lot. Like I thought that was good. The song was kind of, it was, it wasn't bad. Like I enjoyed the song, but it was just kind of like bland. Just nothing like, stood out. Yeah. It was just kind of like yeah. I liked it, but it was just kind of like oh, I'm not gonna like leave the theater humming this song. Right. Whereas like Skyfall is stuck in your head for like yeah. days. You know. What I'm yes. saying? Um Yeah, I think it was like pretty good. I think it was, I think it was better than Spectre's. Uh, See, song. I actually think Sam Smith's was better. Really? Yeah. See, I haven't listened to it in a little bit, so I might, I, I might, you know, just be skewed by by hearing this one more recently. I do need, I want to go back and watch Spectre now. Um, but I also, seen I will bit. say, I've obviously I've listened to Sam Smith's more because it's been out for so long, and the Billie Eilish thing I've only heard once. So, and I didn't mm-hmm. hate it. Yeah. I just was kind of like, oh, this doesn't really stand out to me. Um, yeah. But the visuals were really good. I always love my favorite thing about going into a Bond movie is trying to figure out the storyline from the visuals in the beginning because, you know, they mean something. And I was like, oh, 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 that means that we're going to that that means something. Bond's going to be underwater at some point. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I always think that's such a cool. I think it's such a cool thing that the the Bond universe does. And um, it made me think of. So Corbin and I, for the year in review video for Kona two years ago, it was like a movie themed convention. Mm-hmm. So we did a Bond opener for one of the segments of the video. So we got to like, we got <laughs> all dressed up in suits and like backed into each other and then turned towards the camera and shot like whatever. And I was like, God, Bond is such a classic. Like, That's so cool. it's so good. And I like... Like Ethan Hunt, Mission Impossible, any modern spy movie does not exist without James Bond. And um, did you ever watch that documentary score where they talk about like movie scores and all that stuff? I don't know if I ever told you about that. You should definitely watch it. You would love it. Um, That sounds interesting. They interview a bunch of composers. Hans Zimmer's on there. It's a great, great movie. Um, Great documentary. Um, But they talk about the 60s and the spy era and how much the score the theme song for bond is such a gold standard and a foundation for any theme for any spy movie following that and it's very much that big band sound that is so iconic with james bond and yeah i think it's so it's cool that like Hans zimmer got to take that and kind of make it his own in the movie um but it just it's like every time he comes on screen and he does the turn towards the camera and you're just like, ah, James Bond, I love you. It's every so great. time that like the first like heavy theme hits, like, you know, when you get the donut. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I yes! get like chills every time I'm like, let's go. It's Bond. Like, I don't know. It just gets me so excited. Like I it just it's such an awesome theme that's like obviously stuck around for so long and and should influence like other like spy related and anything else it's making some type of theme like it's it's iconic you know it's that it's that good but um the uh the cinematographer by the way uh big damien chazelle cinematographer no way 
Yes, La La I Land. I love Damien Chazelle. And and First Man. Yes, 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 yes. They did. So the so her name is his name. Sorry, is Linus Sandgren, and he did the cinematography for No Time to Die, La La Land, First Man, American Hustle, actually too. What? I love all mm-hmm. those movies. I know. It's Look great. at him. Yeah, it I was very it um. It was very uh. What's his face? Who did um? Who did Skyfall? Freaky Deaky, Roger Deakins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, Dennis Villeneuve. No, that's not right. <laughs> Roger Deakins. Yeah, it. W- there were some shots in there that were very Roger Deakins esque, which yeah. I loved. Um, which is awesome. But, I mean, because, nobody yeah. tops Roger Deakins. I mean, no, N- nobody's gonna top him with with the kind of stuff that he puts that, together. Honestly, but like, that's to- why like there's so many elements in Skyfall that are just so great. That the the one thing that I think of all the time that like first pops into my head is the shot of Bond like going across the the field with the stuff the blowing field. up. Yeah, and so like I, and then there's like the one like the fire and yes. he's like like it's just like the way he frames some of those shots is just so awesome. Like the way it's he lights just, it, like that's his big thing too. Like the lighting is just like phenomenal. Yeah, like he just knows. He just knows what he's doing, and like the I, like the first like shot of of them like of when Bond like gets to like Skyfall, I guess. Um, yeah. Of like just like the the Scottish like Highland like you know like country whatever like there's just so many shots in that movie that are just insanely good. Oh, oh my gosh, so good! But this Can one this you... one has some awesome ones as well. Oh my gosh, so many like so good. The first shot after the um, opening credits where the camera tilts and like rotates with the building. Oh yeah, where they're like scaling down the side. Like I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. So cool. Yeah. And the first shot of that when it's like on the it's it's parallel with the building. Yes, and you can see the glass, and it's got like the sun, the sunset like reflection in the yes. background too. And like, the, oh, so good, so cool, so so good. Um, can I tell you something that I was really surprised by in this movie? I did not know Billy Magnuson was in this movie. I didn't either. And he like I'm was his name like one of the first in the yes. opening credits? Okay, so it popped up and I was like, Billy Magnuson? He's not I in the trailer the at thing. all. No, you don't see him anywhere. I hadn't heard anything about it. And then like literally the first name that I saw pop up for like the opening credits was Billy Magnuson. I was like, What? What? I know. I was like, Billy Magnuson's in this, which I love Billy Magnuson. I was just shocked by it. I was like, I what know. In the I world? was like, what the heck? And then well, because you t- talk about that, like Anna Diarmas was in everything, and she's in like way less of the movie than Billy. Magnuson is <laughs> yeah, and yeah. his name popped up and I was like and he was so perfectly cast oh he was awesome yeah he was so good he just does that like cheesy like straight boy like just like I'm 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 at the CIA like I'm at the State Department and I'm here I like I'm you know yeah he's so good at that you're right he does he does he does like a yeah a very good like oh buttoned up like you know yeah. whatever that like you don't trust still yeah you know what i'm saying like or he's, he's like, just he really smiles good. too much <laughs> yeah right <laughs> like, he Bond does just right have away. that like goofy smile where he's just like you're like what are you doing man yeah um he was a good a, surprise in this i he was really really i was like oh my gosh i forgot jeffrey wright was in it even though i knew he was in it i love him yeah same um <laughs> we haven't even mentioned rami malik yet <laughs> I know, honestly, because I don't think he was that strong of a villain, if I'm being totally honest. And so I was thinking about that right before we hopped on. And I think I think that was intentional and I think it worked really well. Yeah, I I wasn't like distracting 
his performance, but I also like when you talk about Skyfall, like Javier Bardem's like performance is like so creepy, and like Christoph Waltz is so good. Yeah, that you're. It's kind. It's a little bit, and I don't know if like. Okay, this isn't a spoiler because it's in the trailers. He wears the mask, the white mask, which is creepy as all get out. Um, but his skin is like messed up under the mask, right? Um, yeah. And so he looks he kind of like a burn victim. Yeah, he doesn't move his face that he much. He doesn't emote at all. And I think it's. I think I was thinking towards the end. I was like, is it because he can't? Because his <laughs> face is burned, or was it an acting choice? Like, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I feel like it did like fit like how the character kind of was, um, but it was kind of strange. I don't know. Um, my but my thinking is here is that, like you said, Javier Bardem, Christoph Waltz, very strong, very powerful, like on screen, like psychopaths, like actors, genuine psychopaths characters and like really, really good. Right. Um, you know, I think Bardem was a little bit better in his movie than Waltz was in his, but they were both good and they were both like pretty strong, like villains. And I felt like, like, that's the thing is like, I can say like Rami Malek was kind of like a weak villain. Like didn't, you didn't really get like a whole lot out of them. And I think it honestly made the story they were telling better because they focused on so many other things. Like it was, it was, it was less about, I think it helped them like really focus on like Bond. Yeah. And like it was his, you know, his, you know, like kind of like wrapping up, you know, whatever. And I think they like really let that kind of like breathe. Uh, And I think that paid off for them like, you know, tenfold. And that I think they I don't know if they did intentionally or not. Like, I'm sure they probably wanted a strong villain. But I think having like a little more of like a background villain, like actually helped the movie as a whole. Well, and Christoph Waltz is still in this movie. So Blofeld right. still exists. So it's like you can't have two psychopaths, two crazies. But it was kind of nice because Blofeld and Bond, that's the rivalry. And then Grammy Malik. I don't even remember his name. That's how forgettable he was. I'll be honest. I forget his name. It was uh, Safra. Safran. 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 Something like Saffron. that. Um, we're, we're there. We're there. I can't his, say his first name. I don't know. I know. Yeah, it's something weird. Um, his rivalry is with um, Leia Sadu's character, Madeline. Yeah. Uh, Lietzifer Safin is his um, character's name. And then Leia Sadu is Madeline. Um, but so kind of both of their storylines are resolving in this movie. So I get not wanting to have like two super crazy villains in this movie. I didn't hate his performance. I just was kind of like, Oh, I think after the Javier Bardem, Christoph Waltz, you're just kind of like, Oh, he's pretty meek and mild for a villain. Um, I mean, but in all sincerity is probably the most detrimental villain of the bond. The yeah, Daniel Craig. I'm like, wow, his, you were really, really going for it. Yeah, his his whole plan and thing was it was pretty severe. Um, I'm a little bit. I'll be honest with you. I feel like the modern villain right now. I'm a little bit over. Mm-hmm, it's in a tough spot. It's always well. I'm helping humanity by wiping half of them out because. Because they're bad. Like, and I'm just like, okay, yeah. I'm over the whole, like, I am, I have a righteous cause. 
I'm yeah, a little, I think I'm a little I, bit over that. I think I am too. And like, I think I, like, and I understand why it's like this, but it's like, everything seems to be like tech, like, but you know what I'm saying? Like tech based where he's like, yeah. Oh, like, you know, like nanobots or like whatever, you know, where yeah. it's like, okay. And it's like, I like, I, I find myself appreciating like action or like drama, you know, whatever that have like movies now that have like just like smaller scale or like a little bit like a little bit like, like more... good, just, I just want like a good old explosion. Blow something up. <laughs> right. Like, like whenever I watch something that has like a villain like that, that has like kind of like a little bit smaller like less kind of like let's wipe out half the population because of this and like this is my reasoning and now you understand it like i'm like kind of like okay like i i like that i like the smaller scale like you know like a little bit better and i think they're kind of like trapped a little bit right now where it's It's like it's the thanos problem it's the thanos problem and it's also like the 21st century like tech heavy data heavy like world that we're in right now yeah. where it's like, it's like i don't like it seems like the scale's gotten blown up yeah the stakes are too high that they're not like believable almost yeah so it's like, like and they, i'm just kind of a little bit it's it's that and it's the whole like yeah but you understand the villain too right i'm like no just let villains be villains i don't want this like oh i get what you're saying but you're just going about it a different way like now just be there's, bad. Yeah. And there's and there's like an interesting way to do that and a right way to do that. But I feel like everyone's trying to do that now and like it doesn't work every time. Yeah. You know, well, and like and also like it shouldn't be that every time. Like some right. people are like just bad. Like I don't have to like listen to this guy talk about his like supposed righteous cause and be like, well, he's not wrong. You know, yeah. like well, like there's that like, whole conversation in this one where he's like, you and I believe the same thing. We've just gone about it different ways. And I'm like, no, you're a crazy person. It's like, like, no, like you're an insane person that's trying yeah. to like murder millions of people. It's yeah. like we don't have to act like we're, <laughs> you know, yeah. We're not the same, you and I. We are not the same. <laughs> we are not um, the same. Yeah. So like, I don't. Yeah. I, I. I. Whether it was intentional or not, like, I just. I feel like they shifted the focus somewhere else, and they did some really good stuff there. And so, like, I don't really care. I don't feel like I missed out on like, oh well, I wish they'd explored the villain more. It's like, no, I got what I wanted. Like they, they, yeah. they, they delivered they a great did a pretty story. good setup. Like the very first scene where they set up the backstory was legitimately creepy. I died. Okay, very so creepy. as I was sitting in the movie theater, I was like, Cameron almost peed his pants at that part. The part <laughs> there's a jump scare at the in the first like three minutes of the uh, movie, and I was like, yep. Cameron almost died because I almost I died, and I know how much yeah. you hate jump scares. Oh, jump scares are the worst. Yeah, no, there I was, was like two there or three in that opening sequence. I was like, what? This is a horror movie. I'm like, what I the know. Heck? I was, I was like, what have I signed up for? But no, oh, like no. that was definitely like the the one that you're talking about. I was like, oh, like I, I, I grabbed, I grabbed my chest. I was like, oh, oh. it's the best. I just love that. I, I was like, I thought of you when it happened. I was like, Cameron died last night when that happened. <laughs> yep. Oh my Passed gosh. Away, right there, right there in the seat. Yeah, for sure. Um, but. Yeah, I think like overall great send off for Daniel Craig um, mm-hmm. as Bond. Like, I don't think they could have done it any better. No, and I don't think I, so either. I think it's up there with the the top three of the. Yep. What is this? this is a what's a five movie? It's not a trilogy or a quadrilogy. A qu- it's a, a qu- quintilogy. A quintilogy. <laughs> a quintilogy. Yes. If that's uh, not a, a word, we just collection. coined it right here on the What the Flick podcast. Spread <laughs> it. Use it. Use it with your friends. Everybody's um, favorite. 
Yes. Uh, anything else you wanted to add about the movie? Oh, 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 we do have to before. Okay, so no, no, no. Anything you have left and then we have to ask the final question. <laughs> right, the final question. Um, yeah, I mean, I think um, I think they just, I, I just want to talk about like the writing and like the story just for a second because like you said, there's like so much that goes on that and like there, there's so many different like set pieces. There's so many different like scenes and and the story is like pretty complicated. I feel like mm. and it bounces around a lot and I, I feel like it would have been really easy to be like what is not happening? write that well and be yeah. like what is going on? I have no idea what's going on and yeah. I think they did a really good job of like laying everything out and like keeping the viewer like on the same page as them yeah because there are a lot they, of characters too there's a, a lot, lot of going characters, on yeah a lot of different places and like you said like there's like a first like the first like 45 minutes of the movie is like getting to the plot yeah it's set in up. a way Right. Like it's getting to like the real issue at hand. Yeah. And so like I feel like it would have been really easy to like kind of lose people and make that like really convoluted yeah. and difficult to understand. And they did a really good job of like basically like, laying it out and making it like snapping. Yeah, for sure. Um, I thought, too, they did a good job of wrapping it up for all of the characters that were involved, whether or not they yeah. come back for the next like Bond iteration. Like, I don't know how that stands, like if they'll recast, if they'll have new characters. But I felt like they wrapped up and did a good service to the characters that we've come to know and love in this yeah. quintilogy of this Bond quintilogy. movies. Um, yeah, I agree. Like Money Penny and Q and even mm-hmm. M, he's only been in two of these once uh, Dame Judy Dench, rest her soul, passed away in Skyfall. Um, That's right. But I think they did a good, they did a good job of wrapping up those characters. They didn't have like a ton of screen time, but I felt like they served their stories well mm-hmm. um for sure okay so final question who should the next bond be i know what your answer is going to be can i guess <laughs> yeah i have a couple answers but you know my main answer is it idris elba oh no it's not is it not i would like to see idris elba um but my answer is tom hardy come on <laughs> oh yeah duh, i'm an idiot <laughs> <laughs> I think okay I said this about Daniel Craig though too and I came to um, change my mind about it Tom Hardy seems too tough to me to be Bond mm-hmm. but Daniel yeah. Craig played it that way and I thought it, it it panned out pretty well he would be a good Bond see he yeah so like my thing is, like is Daniel Craig was like a big departure from like previous Bonds where he was kind of like gruff and like muscly yeah. and they're all and, very like and, suave yeah and so like I have I have like a couple different ones um that i could see but um my my brain pick that's just like i would love to see that as tom hardy um henry cavill would be awesome as the suave guy as the suave guy i know i honestly like i feel torn because obviously i would love to see him as bond um and he's kind of at the right age where he could play him for the next 10 to 15 years and it not be weird that's the Um, thing with each yourself but too is He's old. He's already old. You'd only yeah. get a couple movies out of him, but he'd be great. He really would be he great. Would be, he would be awesome. Um, I think Henry Cavill is like the most obvious choice, right? I think like so he's too. the yeah. fir- he's the one that fits Bond the most. Did you see though? He came out. I don't know if he came out and said it or if somebody asked him or whatever. But he said he would love to play a villain in the Bond universe. I did see that. Yeah, and I was like, that's interesting. Um, that is interesting because obviously he'd be. Well, I mean, obviously I loved him in Mission Impossible Fallout, but mm-hmm. um, he's he's the most like quintessential when you think of Bond. Like, what do you think of Henry Cavill's the guy? Um, yep. But 
So that, I mean, that honestly, like, I feel like that would be my pick, but I would not hate to see Idris Elba. Actually, I would be interested in seeing Tom Hardy. Who are some other names that are floating around out there? So I'm trying to think, like, I, I was trying to think of this, like, last night. I didn't really come up with any, like, great answers. Um, I think but, the, Idris Elba is the one that's been talked about the most, I think. Yeah, and he's been talked about for, like, a long time. Um, I, just, I just figured out who it's going to be. Who? It's going to be Taron Edgerton. He's too young, don't you think? I think he is. I think, yeah, you're probably for this for this next one. I think he's too young because I don't. I, 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 my head went to like Tom Holland too, but it's like they're he's Tom Holland's way too young. Taron maybe, Edgerton, they, maybe they'll let Idris Elba do like a Roger Moore like a, type situation, like a two movie, yeah, deal where he's like already kind of an older guy and whatever. Yeah, so I, I kind of said that like last night when me and Skyler were talking about it. I was like, I was like, I'd love to see Idris Elba do it. He's older. I was like, you know, I was like Bond, uh, Craig played Bond five times. I was like, that's not necessarily like the norm. Like they've done it before where it was less, you know, so Didn't Pierce Brosnan only did four, right? Brosnan did four. Roger Moore did two. Uh, T- Timothy Dalton did two. Yeah, there's a couple that have done two. They could totally go that route with Idris Elba. They'd probably need to film them relatively close together. But yeah. I would love to see it. I, think I say that, but awesome. Tom Cruise is 60 and still filming Mission Impossible. So, I mean, who yeah. are we to judge? They'll figure, they'll figure it out. Um, but yeah. some other ones here, like we could do uh, our most recent Batman, Rob Pat. Our soon to be oh, most be recent Batman. I could definitely see him. Um, try to think, who else do we got here? I'm just like looking. Kit Harrington, but he doesn't really fit the mold. Um. Ooh, you Aaron know who would be good? Johnson What's his face? Fit. Other Game of Thrones guy that's in Eternals. Richard Madden. Yes, you're right. You know what? I could definitely see Richard Madden being Bond. I think he could, I think he could play Bond right now. Yeah, he's kind sure. of at the perfect. He's, he's kind of Henry Cavill age where it's like you could get mm-hmm. a few years out of him. Yeah, you'd have a lot of runway there for him. You're right. Richard Madden would be really good because he, he does like a like a, a buttoned up kind of. Like I don't know how many st- how much stuff like you've seen him in, but I've seen him do like some more like very like suave or like just like buttoned up like official kind of stuff before. Like I don't know, he could definitely pull it off. I like Richard yeah. Madden a lot. Was he in the Bodyguard? Was that show? Was that mm-hmm. him in that show? Yeah, it was him. Yeah, I watched a few episodes of that. He was good in that. He was good in that. Yeah, um, I can see it being him. Um, yeah, you know, I think any of those would be. I mean, be maybe good they'll options. do it. Maybe they'll do a total curveball and offer it to Meryl Streep. Hey, <laughs> come on, get Meryl in there. But it's not Meryl as a woman. It would be Meryl as a man playing James Bond. A Mrs. Doubtfire situation. Yes, a reverse Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Meryl Streep and her advanced it would age be, signed It would on. be the true test of Meryl Streep's career. Right. To be like, right. like everybody like, says Meryl Streep could play anything and be the right um, the right actor for the the role. I'd like to see her take on James Bond. It's like, if she's that good, she ought to be able to do it, I right? I know. Let's see what Meryl's really... Let's see what if she's up to snuff. Only a, only a true actor could play. <laughs> exactly. Only a true actor could be an elderly woman and play James Bond. I don't know. If anybody could pull it off, she's got... She's the one I'd put my money on. Oh, it's my gosh. One. All right. Well, I think our listeners should weigh in who they think should play the next James Bond. So when we put this up, I'll throw that question out there. Um, I'd love to see if there's other ones that we've missed that maybe you're thinking, well, what about this person? And we would be like, oh my gosh, we didn't even think of that person. That's a good call. Right. Um, right. I'm sure there are. 
Yes. So we got a slew of good movies coming out. Hopefully we won't go a few weeks in between episodes like we did. Um, That's a thousand percent on me because I kept telling Cameron, like, I'm going to see Shang-Chi, I promise. And then we'll record an episode. And then Bond came out and I was like, I think we're just going to have to forgo. Like I've missed, I missed Shang-Chi. I missed the window of Shang-Chi. So um, we'll be back next episode. Who knows? Who knows what movie it'll be? Probably, hopefully one between now and Dune. That should be the goal. Yeah, that would Dune be. Is coming. I think, oh, we've got the last duel and something else in between. Then um, the one with uh, Matt Damon and Adam Driver and yes. Ben Affleck. That's uh, Ridley Scott movie. Yes, the last duel. Oh no, I know which Damon one it is. Have, yeah, okay. Because okay. I already know what my tagline for that movie is going to be. The true last duel is who has the worst haircut. <laughs> yep. Yep, I was about to say that Damon and it's Affleck have for that reason alone. the most horrific haircut There's some I've ever good seen. ones coming out. I'm super pumped for House of Gucci. Um, House of Gucci Last Night awesome. in Soho. Last Night in Soho, very excited for. Yes, Dune, we got some good ones coming out, so hopefully we'll squeeze in another one here next week and uh, we'll get going. But until next time. 